Tua Tonga Vangoa, the subject of conversation as we are back from the break to the hottest form, hottest show in the streets. When you look at Alabama football, news, notes, and information, this being, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Go ahead, folks, and drop that thumbs up, that like on the show, and subscribe because of you, the Crimson Tide fans. We are now over 7,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. We appreciate you for helping us grow the channel and continuing to help us grow the network. But before we jump into the conversation, got to pay some bills here. As always, the show brought to you by our good friends at WhitwillSports.com, that being titled Towel. Be sure to purchase a couple of those towels today, showing that support for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, putting that title towel in the air and waving it like you just don't care, WhitwillSports.com. We are also brought to you by Utero Hibachi. You're looking for absolutely delicious sushi, hibachi, and takeout? Let our friends at Utero Hibachi set you up, treat you up nicely. They're located inside the University Mall Food Court in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Delivery for them can also be found on Crimson To Go and on Waiter. When you walk in, be sure to tell them the guys at TD Alabama Mag sent you, Touchdown Alabama Magazine sent you, and they will treat you accordingly. That's our guys at Utero Hibachi serving you that sushi, hibachi, and takeout there. But, do a talk about Oa. Subject, title of the conversation, and uh, this is somebody of whom has a monumentous decision in front of him uh, in terms of uh, does he choose to pursue the National Football League draft for 2020, or does he make the choice to return to school, the University of Alabama, for his senior season? Now, going back to Sunday, I mentioned how the University of Alabama football program had its annual awards banquet inside the Birmingham Sheraton. Tungavangoa named or voted the most valuable player and the most inspiring player by his teammates. And uh, on top of that, when you look at somebody in terms of uh, his performance in Alabama, career-wise, single game-wise, single season-wise, he holds some of the more significant all-time records in terms of passing for Alabama. In passing yards, 7,442, he is third all-time. Passing touchdowns at 87. He is first all-time, 7,782 total yards of offense for a career. Third all-time, 96 total touchdowns, first all-time. You even look at his 3,966 passing yards in 2018, first for a single season. 43 touchdown tosses in 2018, first in a single season. I mean, just the guy's special. The guy is unique. Uh, the guy is dynamic. We have heard the term uh, generational talent being thrown around a lot here as of late and kind of loosely, if I may say so myself. But you don't see uh, too many Tua Tagovailoa's walking around every day. This is a rare breed of talent, especially when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he is on, and there's nothing else like him. Now, of course... 
Alabama fans, you are looking forward to seeing upon Bryce Young making his appearance on campus enrolling for the 2020 class. I have seen clip after clip after clip after clip on Bryce Young, and I'm excited to see him. But as of right now, there is none other or there's nothing else like Tua Tagovailoa and uh, has a big decision ahead of him. Now, he uh, spoke with ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet, and he also spoke with the local media on last week, last Thursday to be exact, inside the Malmore Athletic Facility. And he gave some, uh, he gave a big, uh, he gave you a bird's eye view, a firsthand view, some very eye-opening statements on the challenges that come with the decision that he's about to make. And uh, a very conscientious individual is one to a tongue of Angola. And, um, you know, he spoke on, uh, it's a gamble both ways. He spoke on, it's a gamble if I choose to go take my talents to the next level. He also spoke on it being a gamble if I chose to come back to school, pursue my degree or finish up my degree and continue playing football my senior year at the University of Alabama. You know, he talked about how, you know, these guys in the NFL don't even know if I can play on my right hip, which was dislocated against Mississippi State during the regular season. doesn't quite know if he's still going to be considered a top 10 or a top 15 guy. Has he fallen even more down the pipeline in terms of the first round? Has he fallen into the second round? These are things that he's considering he doesn't quite know yet. And then, in talking to the media once again on this past week, last Thursday, there was a question directed to him on if he was to get his evaluation back, if he was to get his grade back, and he's still being considered as a top 10 to top 15 pick. Would that be hard for him to turn down, to pass up? He did say it would be hard for him to look down upon going to the draft if he's considered to be a top 10 to top 15 pick. So in that regard, if two are still in high graces in terms of the NFL, he'll go, he'll head out. But it all remains to be seen here. Now, to me... I look at it like this, and um, I'm going to remove coaches, director of scouting, NFL scouts. I'm removing all of that from the equation right now. I'm going to put the sole focus on owners, general managers, and presidents, the big wigs, the guys that make the seven-figure checks, the guys that are faced with the big decisions who are stressing out at night because they're wondering, do I hire this coach? Do I draft this player? Do I bring the staffer in? How do I make sure that my billion-dollar industry, my billion-dollar baby, is being well taken care of? And uh, one thing about this is owners, general managers, and presidents, you know, these guys talk. These guys talk all the time. And uh, nobody wants to be the guy to admit I whiffed on this draft pick. I whiffed on this free agent signing. I missed on this coach. I missed on whatever hire that is being made or whatever thing is being you know processed, whatever, whatever transition is being done. So nobody wants to be in the category of, I did not get the job done. That is not a sexy 
category to to be in. And um, when you look at you know guys, especially those who have been through injuries, Tua Tagovailoa, four surgeries in the last two years. When you talk about both ankles, a knee injury, and a, a hip injury, and a hand injury as well. And um, you know, this is what Nick Saban talked about. You know, during the season is people look for a reason to talk you down in the NFL draft, regardless of the talent that you may have. And as gifted as Tua is, as special as Tua is, as dynamic as he is, you can't tell me that there are not owners, general managers, presidents right now having a conversation going, are you sure you want to draft this kid? Are you sure you want to put your billionaire industry or billion-dollar industry in the hands of somebody that his hip is metal now? Will he be able to move, contort his his body, uh, adjust, maneuver? Can he do those special things that is going to put your franchise in the position to compete and play for a Super Bowl? Can he do those things? And, uh, you know, out of fear... And cautiousness, there are going to be conversations that will talk to a Tonga down in terms of the upcoming draft. Now, there still may be one to two teams out there that may take a top 10 flyer on Tua, could be, but there could more so be guys that talk him down the top 15, that talk him down the top 20, that talk him down to the bottom portion of the first round. Heck, there may be some guys that'll talk Tua all the way to the second round of the draft. Now, I know there's some people that look at the situation of, you saw what the, you saw what the Chicago Bears did. You had a shot to get a Deshaun Watson, a slam dunk in the 2017 draft, and the Bears passed on him, and the Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech. Now, of course, people didn't really know how good Mahomes would be, but now that you know how good Mahomes is, people are looking at the Chicago Bears as if to say, how could they be so stupid? You pass on Deshaun Watson, you pass on Pat Mahomes, and now you're dealing with Mitch Mitch Trubisky to where he's decent, but he ain't no Watson, and he ain't no Mahomes. And you got owners and GMs out there going, we cannot make the same decision that, or the same mistake that the Bears did. However, I mentioned it's a gamble both ways. I've got this diagram here that I'm going to put on screen right now. And this comes from spotrack.com, a site that dives into the contracts of, of NFL players here. So as we look at this diagram, Right here, as so I got the diagram right in front of me here. In terms of Tua, if Tua was to be taken in, uh, if he was to go in the top five, let's say he's the fourth overall pick. If Tua was to go fourth overall to the Miami Dolphins, he would be looking at a contract of possibly $31.3 million, a signing bonus of $20.8 million, and an average annual salary of $7.8 million. That was if he was to go fourth overall. If he drops to 10th overall, which right now, that stands the Los Angeles Chargers. At 10th overall, Tua will be looking at $18.8 million, a signing bonus of $11.7 million, and an average annual salary of $4.7 million. If he drops to number 15, he's looking at $14.4 million, a signing bonus of $8.5 million, 
and an average annual salary of 3.6 million. So as you're seeing here, it's steadily dropping. If he was to drop all the way down to the number 32 overall pick, last pick of the first round, he's looking at 10.1 million, a signing bonus of just about 2.3 million, and an average annual salary of 2.5 million, give or take here. So if you're looking at all of these projections from the very top to the bottom of the first round, even going to the second round, you are seeing money being lost here. And this is what Tua's talking about. Doesn't know if he's still considered first round, top 10, top 15. Does he drop to the low part of the first round? Does he go second round? There's a big decision for him to make here. It's a gamble both ways. Now, here comes the second part of this coin here. There is serious smoke to the rumors going around the reports going around in Tuscaloosa involving draft eligible juniors wanting to return to the University of Alabama. And this, you're looking at Tua Tagovailoa, Henry Ruggs III, Devontae Smith, Alex Netherwood, Dylan Moses. These are guys that, according to the rumors right now, are a 75% lean toward wanting to come back to Alabama. And uh, Tua Tagovailoa, as I mentioned earlier, most valuable player, most inspiring player by his teammates. And uh, this is somebody that has touched Nick Saban in a way that's only reserved for his wife, Miss Terry, his children, and his grandchildren. And uh, for Tua to touch a part of Nick Saban that's only reserved for special people, Tua Tagovailoa can do some things. If Tua Tagovailoa was to say, guys, I'm coming back, that would sway Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs III, Dylan Moses, Alex Netherwood, Joshua McMillan in a major way. And possibly even Xavier McKinney, who's on the fence kind of 50-50, it would sway those guys in a major way because Tua Tagovailoa has that type of influence. I remember at one point in time, folks were thinking it was going to be a no-brainer. Najee Harris was going to go to the league after this season. But now I'm hearing, you know, Najee is specifically waiting on what's Tua's move. Brothers, close. They came together in that 2017 class, came together. So Najee making a business decision on, although there are a lot of backs coming out in this draft class and they are and there are he's waiting specifically on 13 what is 13's move what is Tua going to do here and it's highly intriguing that Tua was the one to call the team meeting now of course I've been told that or I heard around that the meeting was possibly due to you know who's going to play in the bowl game who will not play in the bowl game I think it's bigger than that I think Tua called this meeting solely to get this said. Guys, you know it. I know it. This season did not go according to plan. This was not our re revenge tour. This is not what we wanted. This was not what we wanted to get out of this year. You guys know it, and I know it. Are we all in on coming back and actually doing what we set out to do? Or if we're all going out, we all go out together. 
that's the plan in mind. And uh, I feel like with all of this stuff, rumors, smoke going on, I can literally see this being the situation that happened in 2017 with the Clemson Tigers, as their names here on screen. You had guys like Kendall Joseph, Austin Bryant, Cleveland Farrell, guys like Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins. They've all could have went pro. They all could have gone pro after 2017. But they decided, hey, we're not going out like this. This is not the end-all be-all. We want to come back and do what we set out to do, win a national championship. They came back and they got it done. And I just remember after the Iron Bowl, so many players physically frustrated, disappointed, hurt, searching for answers. They do not want to have that feeling again. So it's a gamble both ways for Tua. You're taking a bet on yourself if you go to the NFL. You're taking a bet on yourself if you come back. Me personally, I I use myself as an example. I took a gamble doing this full time, covering Alabama football, giving you the Crimson Tide fans what you guys love. Prior to doing this, I was working, you know, this part-time and two other part-time jobs. I was getting three separate checks. If I chose to leave this and go pursue the other two part-time jobs fully, I would be getting two checks, but I would also not be able to do this, giving you, the Crimson Tide fan, the best news, notes, and information. However, at the same time, if I chose to do this full-time, which I am doing, I give up the opportunity of getting those two big checks. So it's a gamble any way you slice it. So the move here is on 13, is on Tua Tagovailoa. What does he choose to do? Does he choose to come back? Does he choose to pursue the NFL draft? Because if he comes back, this revenge tour for 2020 is going to be legit. But it comes down to what will Tangavangoa decide to do here? We're going to take another break here on In My Own Words. But before we do, we got to shout out another sponsor, brand new sponsor. If, if you're seeing the kicks right here, but I'm showing on screen, these gorgeous, fantastic new sponsor, STS Footwear. STS Footwear designing the Crimson Tide, the Roll Tide shoes. You want to be the legit, the ultimate Alabama fan? You got to get your hands on these shoes courtesy of STS Footwear. If you go to stsfootwear.com and type in the code word TD Alabama, you earn $15 off your next purchase. In the words of my uncle, you can't beat that with a stick. Treat yourself accordingly. Go get you a pair of these shoes. STS Footwear, treating you right, right there. Upon our return here from the break, we will dive into uh, why I am feeling the Citrus Bowl matchup between Alabama and Michigan. Was against it at first, feeling it now, and we'll touch on it on the other side of the break. You're listening to end my own words. <laughs> 